0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Grapefruit Agenda with your host, P. Norman Grant, where we summarize, analyze, synthesize, metastasize, criticize, and hyperbolicize sometimes what passes for news in our sphere of influence. Why grapefruit? Because we're sweet on conservatism and sour on liberalism. Originating from the grapefruit capital of the world here on the Treasure Coast, we titled today's offerings A Trump Courtroom in Fort Pierce, Florida. I had the occasion to attend the hearing the other day. Little did I know that I would get into the courtroom, but I did so. Very propitious. I knew about the flag wavers. They're going to greet Trump's motorcade on the backside of the federal courthouse. Big white building on Highway 1, right there in Fort Pierce. And I knew some of the flag wavers, the big flags. I knew some big flag wavers. They were big, and they waved big flags. And one of the flags I love, always love seeing them, the flag that says Trump won. That's it. Trump won. And of course, another amalgamation all down the road. A couple of hundred people scurrying around in the back. I could see them later in in the news. At the time, all I saw was flashing red and blue lights from the cop cars in the front of the building. Because I was on Route 1 coming up from uh, parking uh, near the beach, the marina, Fort Pierce. So I went to uh, go up to these uh, gentlemen in blue. The cops were there on the corner. I think they were sheriffs, county sheriffs, St. Lucie County. I said, can I, can I get into the building? I said, yeah, sure, right up there, right up the ramp. There was a sign there. It said entrance. I took advantage of the sign, walked up the ramp, went into the building, and they told me I had to walk back out of the building because they would not accept cell phones, which I could understand. You don't want selfies in the courtroom with Donald Trump and the lawyers and Judge Cannon. So I had to limp back to my car, another five blocks, drop off the drop off the cell phone and return. And I was wondering, did anybody take the seat that I would have in the courtroom? Well, it was a long shot to get into the courtroom anyway, as I proceeded up the two floors to get to where the jury room is. It's actually a, a waiting room for the jurists. Now there's no jury here. It's just a, a a developmental hearing, a hearing on cause, a hearing on schedules, calendars, those kind of things. So I put my name on the list and waited there with a young man Young, I say because he was my age, with a big hat on and said MAGA, MAGA hat. He had a MAGA hat on. I said, My goodness. Oh, wait, what hat do I have on? I remember the hat. A young, young, radical, right wing young man gave me this hat and it says, Trump 2024, stop the bullshit. So I'm in this room with the suits and the skirts. I mean, there's 30 suits and 20 skirts and and all the uh, new shoes and fresh faces you can muster, waiting in to get into the trial. I guess most of them were reporters from the Sarasota News or the Tampa Bay Times or what's the other? Tallahassee Democrat. I love the name of that paper. The Tallahassee Democrat. Or the Washington Post. Could have been there. Later on, I, I was on the Washington Post uh, comment section writing something. And somebody said that she knew somebody who was in the room from CNN. I said, Well, you don't think I was there? Well, why don't you? Why don't you ask her, who was the guy with the flowered shirt in the back row <laughs> sitting with the suits and skirts? And one man with a, well, we didn't wear our hats in the court. You we couldn't wear the hats in the court. But uh, unshowered and with the flowered beach shirt on was I waiting for Judge Cannon to come out. And she came out and I looked over. There's Donald Trump looking angelic, beatific, graceful, confident, tanned. I don't know if it's a commercial tan. Could be a big pharma tan. But he doesn't have the, the white eyes like the people have the, the regular tan, the pool tans with the raccoon eyes. No, no, no. He was, skin was perfect condition. And he wasn't, he's was not, a, not a fat man. He's, he fit his suit very well. People think he's overweight. He's not overweight. He's like a strong guy. My age. And he looked comfortable, looked confident. And he had his lawyers there. A couple of lawyers, um, which we'll talk about, whom we'll talk about later. But as the hearing progressed, we could see what the, uh, the agenda was. The agenda was about the calendar and the schedule. And how, could, how could Trump be uh, there in Florida with all these impending cases in Georgia? Oh, that's a beauty, too. Georgia. Georgia may be being dumped, as well as a couple of other indictments. But as New York looms, they're getting into the calendar days. How can he make it back to Florida the next day after he was in, in New York City? Things like that. So they're, they're scurrying around the, the possibility of delaying. Delaying, if not before the election, delaying it until after the election. Well, the first guy I saw in the courtroom, the first lawyer, he was a Mr. Brat. Now, these are these are not onomatopoeia, but names that fit, names that fit the image of the person. This guy looked like a brat. He looked like a rat. He looked like vermin. He looked like a, he looked like a raccoon. A uh, short, squat little guy. And he was scurrying around there, hoping that he could make his life and his great-grandchildren proud because he's going to put Trump in jail. This is just, this is their motivation. So Mr. Bratt gets up there and starts to talk about the people want the people want law. They want the justice. They want the consequences of this criminal action because the American people just want to see this, this deserving young man, deserving old man, get what's due him. This criminal activity. So I'm, I'm looking around I said, This this guy is really a rat. And I'm looking around at the other lawyers and they're they're very well focused. All, what I'm focused on too is the haircuts and the suits and the expense that these people went through to get at Trump, to put him in jail. This, this is not about the law. It's not putting a competitive campaigner, the candidate that's probably going to win the presidency if he's not put in jail. Because it, as polls show, there's some weak-hearted people out there, independents that may not vote for Trump if he gets found guilty of one of these phony indictments. But I'm looking at the, the haircuts. I remember John Edwards had a $650 haircut. I said, well, that'd be one of the reasons that he lost his candidacy for the presidency. Because he it it looked like he was just too well shaven, too well-cut. And I was just wondering how much these haircuts cost them these lawyers. I'm looking at the, the flamethrowers. I mean, the, they have the, uh, well, I think they remember like creme brulee. When you do a creme brulee, they come up with a little tiny torch, and they, they they fire the sugar up right on the creme brulee. Let's see how they do their haircuts. This is how John Edwards did his haircut. They get a little a little fire, a little flamethrower on their hair. And they they, they and all of them had it except for Trump. Trump had some nice natural looking hair, but these guys had and the suits. I could see that these were. In fact, I was once thought this could be a conspiracy. By haberdashers. In London, they call them the haberdashers, the clothiers. How about if this whole, this whole rigmarole of all these trials and all the legal, the legal activity around the country was really developed by a nasty conspiracy of clothiers who want to sell Brooks Brothers? They could be the people, be people behind the conspiracy. Hart remarks I wrote down. David Aboud from New York. Maybe it's David Abood who's actually creating all these cases so he could sell suits. Joseph Banks even, oh, just for men. <laughs> it could be. How about the people, the people who are clothing these people might be the ones in charge. So I'm looking at the way these people are presenting themselves, and I can just see the fangs come out out of these beautiful suits, underneath these beautiful haircuts. The, the cost of the haircuts, maybe if you evaluated the cost of the haircuts in that courtroom, it probably could be the sum of a gross national product of a small country. The haircuts in that room, but anyway, let me delay no further. I, I've got to see this guy, Brat, really present his stuff, and he was just—he was just appealing. He was begging, and so was the other one. The other—the other one was just—they're waving his hands. We—we we have to have justice in here, and of course, Blanche. That was—that was, uh, was trump Mister Blanche. Uh, he had—he had, he had um, a perfect little smile on his face, and he could. He, he was actually deriding. He was deriding some of the accusations that the Brat team was making. Said, so they, you know, they were not researched enough. Some of the ideas weren't researched enough." And and Trump's lawyer said, "Well, we have to have more. We have to have more evidence. Have more evidentiary hearings. We have to have a compel- a motion to compel to actually have more information. For instance, Noda was the the guy who moved the boxes around down in Mar-a-Lago, and Mr. Noda was there, and his lawyer." His lawyer was putting out that the the guy moved boxes, but he never opened the boxes. Who can prove that he saw inside the boxes and moved the boxes? And so why is he charged with obstruction of justice and of looking inside privileged information and confidential and secret materials? He was hoarding them too. He never opened the boxes. He was charged. He was charged with opening them. So as the hearing went on, you could see the idea. The idea was to prevent... Prevent Trump from being president. That's really what they wanted. This is what Jack Smith. Said. Oh, did I say other? Oh, Jack Smith was there too. Jack Smith is like five feet in front of me. I said, who's that scruffy-looking vampire up there? He's a scruffy-looking man, a vampire with with. Uh, he just looks dismal, dismal. And he was there with uh, with Brat and the other the other lawyer. And he was just a witness. Said, is that him? So my friend Maga, Mister Maggot next to me, looks over and he starts whispering to me. He said, Oh. I said, Bob, you be getting too loud, but I'm going to get kicked out of here. But he's looking at it. He look oh, look, at that. that's Jack Smith there. Jack Smith is as, uh, as a puppeteer. I'm not sure who the puppeteer of Jack Smith is, but they have this lineage. In fact, one of the things that Trump's lawyers brought up was that this is a political persecution. As a matter of fact, you're trying to tie in the reason that the FBI raided the Mar-a-Lago property, unlike raiding Joe Biden's garage or even Obama's garage, stuff that he left in Chinatown, in Chicago. I mean, these people do have top secret and secret pieces of information. It could be a, a picture. It could be a picture that they designated top secret or secret or classify because there's a picture of a, maybe an FBI agent or a CIA agent in the background. That's some of the reasons that they classify these things. So if you take a token and a, and a mem- uh, memorabilia from the White House and you bring it home, You may or may not have classified it yourself, Mr. President. That's what they do. They can classify or declassify. So there are a lot of torts, a lot of issues, a lot of conflict yet to come in this hearing in Fort Pierce, Florida. So they will be back in about a month. They're gonna start talking about actual dates, about holding an actual trial. But I believe the delay tactic, the delay tactic is gonna prove to be fortuitous. They're going to delay until, oh, could it be October? Now, how in the world can you have an election in October when the election, a, 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 an indictment? How can you have a trial in October when the election is right next door? That's, can't you, that's, we can't, this is unreal. It's unbelievable. So as we see the, the persecution continue, we see that uh, Trump's got a, a decent judge. The judge seems to be a little bit more understanding about the calendar for Trump as opposed to the rush judgment of the prosecution. So, I'm rooting for delay. I'm rooting for December, January, and as Trump gets elected, maybe the trial won't even ever happen because we will see Trump pardon himself. Which brings us to the fact that these trials will never occur. Will never occur. Here's a article from Forbes that Microsoft, Microsoft News gets to pick their news and their non-news. So the news for them is from Forbes, the headline, Biden trails Trump in the seven key swing states as most key Biden voters say he's too old, poll finds. People, it's too old stuff. That's a cover. That's a pretext. That's a ruse. Joe is ruining the country, or his handlers are. So it's not just the age. It's not just his gaffes. What's a gaff? A gaff is just a, uh, is that a mistake that makes you laugh? Is a gaffe a mistake that makes you laugh? Or is it really a sign of dementia? Key, key question. Here's a key background from this uh, Microsoft article. The Biden and Trump campaigns have turned their focus to the general election since the start of the primaries in January, as both candidates have won every contest for their respective parties so far. Biden has repeatedly attacked Trump as a threat to democracy highlighting his role in the January 6th Capitol riots. At least Microsoft didn't say insurrection, or rather Forbes. While sharply criticizing some of Trump's more controversial statements on the campaign trail, including his Nazi-like words to describe immigrants and disparaging remarks about NATO allies. Really? Nazi-like words? Forbes? Forbes saves Trump as much as Microsoft. So um, it could be seen that, uh, meanwhile, this campaign is centered around his own legal woes, Trump's legal woes, claiming his four criminal indictments in various civil cases are the product of a justice system co-opted by Biden's allies, seeking to prevent him from being elected again. The prosecutions are led by yada yada. Uh, and the special counsel, federal, federal special counsel, Forbes says, will operate separately from Biden. Really? Jack Smith has nothing to do with Biden. Not with the the Attorney General. Garland? No. No, it's not a political thing. No one is above the law. Trump has also blamed Biden for the surge of migrants at the southern border. Really? Who else would Trump blame? Linking the president's immigration policies to last week's murder of Georgia college student Lakin Riley. Oh, that's outrageous. How can they combine the two? You mean illegals? Coming across the country are more likely... Well, I can't go there, but... Who's going to the White House? Jack Smith. How about Fannie? Did Fannie go to the White House? Proven she went to the White House. And so the DOJ, puppeteering all these DAs and prosecutors around the country, are responsible too. Biden is averaging, uh, Biden is trailing Trump by an average of five points in the seven swing states. This is part of the same article. Uh, Not surprising. North Carolina, Arizona, Georgia, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan The Bloomberg Morning Consult poll found that this is March 2nd, people. When it comes to feelings about how dangerous the candidates are, Biden has a significant advantage over Trump, with 45% of swing state voters saying Trump is dangerous versus only 34% who said the same about Biden. And Microsoft loves this. Microsoft hates the Trumpster. All right. So let me read you the exact numbers. Now, for the first time, Trump is ahead in Pennsylvania. That's the stubborn one that has been bugging us. So this is from Real Clear Politics and the polls that they have. This is Bloomberg's poll. Bloomberg's swing state polls, okay? If you think there's going to be a trial in April, March, June, August, September, October, I wouldn't bet on it. I wouldn't bet on it. I'd go to a hard rock bets and I would put down some money on this ain't going to happen. Bloomberg swing state polls. Arizona, Trump up 49 Over Biden, forty-three. Wisconsin, Trump, forty-six. Biden, forty-two. Wisconsin's been stubborn too. Georgia, Trump, forty-nine. Biden, forty-three. As if twenty-twenty was an aberration. Does Biden beat Trump? Do you think that he would behind be behind by by six points right now? North Carolina, Trump, fifty. Biden, forty-one. Pennsylvania, Trump, forty-nine. Biden, forty-three. Trump up six in Pennsylvania, Michigan. Trump forty six, Biden forty four. Nevada, Trump forty eight, Biden forty two. So you see, the swing states seem like Trump won't be swinging. He won't be swinging from any hangman's noose anytime soon. In grapefruiters. So I've enjoyed the trial. Um, hope to go to more, but not Bi- not uh, not Trump's. Let's go to Biden's trial. Let's go to one of the Biden's trial. James Biden, Hunter Biden. Let's go to another trial sometime soon. A lot of fun. <laughs> By the way, don't forget to buy my book, Tales of Young Patriots, a young adult, 12 short stories. You've got to get them for your kids, your grandkids, your great grandkids. you have great grandkids? Tales of Young Patriots, you can get it on Amazon. You can Google it. Tales of Young Patriots by P. Norman Grant. Let's get together soon, the Grapefruiters. This is P. Norman Grant with the Grapefruit Agenda.